Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, hour one. Habemus Orador, Habemus Orador, there's white smoke, there's white smoke. We have a speaker. We have a speaker, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, it's Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number, 877-973-7425. I wrote the show notes today. I did. Uh, You can get them. Text Eric, E-R-I-C-K, to 33777. You can find everything. We have a speaker. Let me tell you what I know. Mike Johnson is a Republican congressman from Louisiana. He is a social conservative. He's actually more socially conservative than fiscally conservative, though he is fiscally conservative. He's not a big spender. But he's got that Louisiana populist streak in him. He is well-liked by his colleagues. uh, And we'll see how this shakes out. He is 51 years old. He's from Shreveport, Louisiana. He represents the 4th Congressional District and has been there since 2017. Uh, He's a lawyer by training. He was in the Louisiana House of Representatives. He hasn't served there long. Now, this is part of the issue that some see is that he doesn't have a lot of experience. He doesn't have any leadership experience. As a result, um, they think maybe, just maybe, he's probably a um, a bit too fresh. He's the vice chairman of the Republican Conference. He uh, had been a chair of the Republican Study Committee. He sits on the Judiciary Committee. He sits on the Armed Services Committee. He is not a House Freedom Caucus member, but the House Freedom Caucus guys like him. So um, he's going to have the votes. It appears he will have the votes. Now, uh, how does this shake out? So the House will be summoned. And they will go on vote. No Republicans have come out forcefully against him. Uh, the The right of the party likes him. Lord Boebert has come out in support of him. Marjorie Taylor Greene has come out in support of him. Matt Gates has come out in support of him. Uh, there was a lot of thinking that some of the moderate or liberal Republicans would oppose him, but they're kind of tired of it. They're happy with him. They think that uh, they'll be able to um, spread him out. And Jody Arrington is going to give his nomination speech. Jody Arrington is the House Budget Committee chairman. Um, he he spoke on behalf of Mike Johnson and uh, apparently is going to do so again today, allegedly. We'll see how that shapes out. Uh, Byron Donalds has come out in support of him as well. So you got a lot of people who have come out uh, on all wings of the party saying Mike Johnson's the guy. Now... I want to read to you what I wrote this morning somewhat forcefully, and I put it in the show notes 
so everyone can see it because reporters are very upset, very upset. Mike Johnson, the speaker-designate who would be two steps removed from the presidency, filed a brief in the United States Supreme Court uh, urging the court to declare the 2020 election unconstitutional. He cast doubts on the veracity of the election. Now, I called out Mike Johnson at the time. It was a garbage legal strategy. I mean, the brief was actually lame. But I don't want to quibble over the stolen election stuff with any of you because I have a point here. Reporters in Washington, D.C. are all upset about Mike Johnson casting doubts on the 2020 election. Not a single one of these reporters has said jack about the New York Times casting doubt on uh, the Gaza hospital bombing, the Baptist hospital explosion. The New York Times has literally hired a reporter who has cheered on Hitler's final solution and has called for the extermination of the Jews. He's a reporter in Gaza who has openly called for the extermination of the Jews. The New York Times has put him on their payroll. And none of these people upset about Mike Johnson have said anything about it. The Associated Press will not call Hamas a terrorist group. After admitting the New York Times got the hospital bombing story wrong, today they're out saying, well, we can't really believe the Jews either, so we don't know what to think. You have the Los Angeles Times reporter who denied that babies were decapitated and says Israel needed to show proof and then insisted Israel hit the Baptist hospital and insisted Israel needs to show proof they did not. And none of these reporters called out that guy. If you're a reporter and you're willing to be outraged by Mike Johnson casting doubt on the 2020 election and you're not willing to speak up against reporters who are peddling Hamas propaganda and anti-Semitic talking points, you can just shut up. Don't give me the I'm a Hill reporter. I'm a Hill reporter. You're a reporter and reporters in this country are no longer trusted or respected because you people circle the wagons and don't say anything about your own side. You're not willing to clean up your house, so you'll forgive me for ignoring you when you expect me to clean up my house. Women literally had their children cut from their wombs, killed in front of them, and then the moms themselves were murdered by Hamas. And the New York Times has just put on its payroll a man who championed that and said Hitler got it right. And you're going to spend all of your time complaining about Mike Johnson and the 2020 election, really? I spoke out about Mike Johnson in 2020 and the stupid legal strategy he deployed. Many of his colleagues, you should know, the Republican colleagues who picked him, None of them actually believe the election was stolen. I know they tell you they believe the election was stolen, but behind the scenes, they don't. 
It's just performance art. They don't want to lose the base. They want the base on their side. They see the fundraising engine. And so they perform a dog and pony show with you. You believe them and you write them checks. And behind the scenes, they laugh at you. That's the nature of the game. It's what the establishment did. And these people now on the Trump wing of the party, they're the establishment. They behave the same way. And you don't believe it about them because you like them. But behind the scenes, I've been in the meetings. They all laugh about you believing the election was stolen. And they go out and sing a song to you about how it was stolen and get you all outraged about it. And you write them checks, and then behind the scenes, they laugh. Many of these people who are backing Mike Johnson in Congress, they don't believe the election was stolen, but they're happy to sing a song for it about you, uh, to you about it, uh, so that you write them checks, and you think they believe. Behind the scenes, they know it's performance art. His constituents believe the election was stolen, so he did a song and a dance for them just as they did. But what's remarkable is these reporters, these reporters who insist he must be denounced. He's a danger. He's a threat to democracy. You've got anti-Semites marching in the streets, chanting, there is only one solution. History knows what that means. And these reporters aren't saying anything about that. They're not saying anything about their journalistic institutions running Hamas propaganda. They're not saying anything about their journalistic institutions hiring people who literally say Hitler got it right. And you want me to be upset about Mike Johnson? You'll forgive me for thinking the outrage from reporters is a little bit selective here. You'll forgive me for thinking these reporters, they don't really care. They've never challenged Stacey Abrams on her stolen election claims. They've never challenged Hakeem Jeffries on his belief the election was stolen. They've never challenged Hillary Clinton on her belief the election was stolen. They've never challenged Kamala Harris on her belief the 2016 election was stolen. They've never challenged Elizabeth Warren about her belief. They've never challenged Bernie Sanders. It's only the Republicans who get challenged, just like it's only the Jews who can be questioned. They've picked a team. They've picked a side. They're on the side of Hamas and they're on the side of progressives. You're worried this man will be two steps from the Oval Office? You've got a dementia-addled serial liar in the White House right now, and you guys cover for him. And who's next in line to the presidency? Willie Brown's side chick, and you people don't care, and you don't want to ask questions. In fact, you're on your fifth rehabilitation campaign for Kamala Harris. You're just going to have to forgive me for not caring about your outrage. The Republicans, after weeks, they finally got a speaker. He's a speaker that all sides of the party like. He's a speaker who is not highly experienced, but he knows enough to be able to ask questions to be able to figure out what to do. He's also hated by Hakeem Jeffries, the election denier himself. Well, good morning. Great to be with you. I don't know uh, Mike Johnson well. Based on his track record, he appears, appears to be uh, an extreme right-wing ideologue. Uh, Mike Johnson wants to criminalize abortion care and impose a nationwide ban. Uh, Mike Johnson was one of the chief architects of trying to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. Mike Johnson also wants to end Social Security and Medicare as we know it. Uh, that means I like the guy. Sounds pretty good to me. Wants to criminalize abortion, wants to end Medicare and Medicaid and government social programs and reform the budget. Heck yeah, I like this guy. By the way, he also has a plan. We're about 30 days from a government shutdown. 
Uh, this is in the show notes. I put the tweet in the show notes. Uh, where is it? It's from Annie Grayer at CNN. Mike Johnson's government funding plan is to pass a short-term spending bill that goes until January 15th or April 15th. Use the extra time to pass the rest of the single-subject spending bills. His ambitious schedule says no August recess until all 12 appropriation bills are passed. I think I might like this guy. I think he might be a, a worthy Speaker of the House. We should at least give him the benefit of the doubt. The House will convene and vote today. He can only lose for Republicans. And now the Democrats are complaining that Mike Johnson is Jim Jordan with a coat on. That works for me. Now, where do we go from here? He's going to have to negotiate with the Senate on the spending bill. A majority of the House wants to fund Ukraine and Israel. We haven't talked a lot about Ukraine lately. But Ukraine is making inroads against the Russians. They've deflected a big Russian attack. They found three spies overnight who were planning on blowing up the military headquarters in Kiev, and they no longer live. And they've gotten behind enemy lines and have pushed further than people expected them to. So there are encouraging signs. Ukraine is also now trying to build up its own weapons manufacturing facilities so they're re less reliant on our arms, which is a good thing. And you got a majority coalition of Republicans and Democrats in Congress who want to give them a little more money, 100 or so billion dollars, less than 5% of the defense budget, to be able to proceed. They want to tie it to Israel. You fund the two of them, and then you fund the border. That's the plan. Mike Johnson has been amenable to funding Ukraine in the past, so it looks like they might just do so. Now, um, I will tell you the Democrats are out vilifying the man this morning, which is another good sign. It appears that uh, Mike Johnson, given the number of Democrats who will not be in Congress today, will have the votes and will be the speaker, and all these people in the media, I want you to pay attention to this. I need you to pay attention to this. You're going to hear a lot from media institutions today about Mike Johnson questioning the veracity of the 2020 election. And all of these reporters who are doing so have said nothing about the New York Times hiring a man who literally says Hitler got it right and we need a final solution to the Jews. They want to clean up Congress and get rid of the liars. Why don't they spend more time cleaning up their own institutions and getting rid of the anti-Semites before they say jack about anything else? Stand by on the phones, 877-973-7425. If you want to be on, I will get to you after the break. Um, blah, 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 blah. Oh, good gracious. Um, insane people emailing me. <laughs> they want attention. I will ignore their email. Okay. Um, I, I, I gotta, I gotta mention these, these two pieces of audio. I want to play these for you. This is the secretary general of the United Nations. But the grievances of the Palestinian people cannot justify the appalling attacks by Hamas. And those appalling attacks cannot justify the collective punishment of the Palestinian people. Excellencies, 
even war as rules. We must demand that all parties uphold and respect their obligations under international humanitarian law. Take constant care in the conduct of military operations to spare civilians and respect and protect hospitals and respect the inviolability of UN facilities which today are sheltering more than 600,000 Palestinians. The relentless bombardment of Gaza by Israeli forces, the level of civilian casualties and the wholesale destruction of neighborhoods continue to mount and are deeply alarming. Ah, uh, yes. And the UN uh, Secretary General uh, said that the Hamas attacks can't justify collective punishment of the Palestinians. And he also said that you do have to understand the Hamas attacks in light of 75 years of Israeli occupation. And now he's doing damage control. I am shocked by the misrepresentations by some of my statement yesterday in the Security Council as if as if I was justifying acts of terror by Hamas. Uh, you, you said that they needed to be seen in light of 75 years of Israeli occupation, Mr. Secretary. <laughs> That's not a misinterpretation. Those were your exact words. Sounds very anti-Semitic. In fact, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's spokesman has come out and said that there's a lot of anti-Semitism in the United Nations, and he is right. Now, I got to tell you, uh, the markets right now, kind of topsy-turvy. Some of the earnings out there spooking the markets. The Dow, as I'm speaking right now, is up 9. NASDAQ down 231. The SP 500 down 43. The Wall Street Journal has a big story today that your 401k is not going to protect you in the future, given what's happening in the markets. Ten regional banks have had their credit downgraded. They're still going to rack up profits. Swiss America wants to teach you about diversification of your portfolio and how to protect your hard-earned assets. They've got a great report out, The Secret War on Cash, The Assault on Freedom. With soaring interest rates squeezing the economy, banks turning on collapse, Swiss America can educate you about using precious metals if you're interested. You get their shocking report, The Secret War on Cash, how governments and corporations are really colluding, even against digital currencies, to force you to use credit cards so they can control you. All you have to do to get it, it's free, is call or text 800-289-2646. 800-289-2646. Get the Secret War on Cash free. You just mention Eric Erickson when you call or text 800-289-2646. 800-289-2646. Or you can also go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. SwissAmerica.com slash E-R-I-C-K. Or call 800-289-2646. Give them my full name, Eric Erickson. Message and data rates apply. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here nationwide. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the show notes directly in my daily email, text data to 33777. But if you want to find me around the internet and like, uh, text Eric instead, because you can get the link to the show notes, but also the podcast, live stream, social media links, YouTube, all that. Uh, so text Eric, E R I C K, to 33777. Now, the phone number here is 877-973-7425. If you ever notice people on radio, they get this cadence like NPR News. Here I am giving you the phone number and bouncing it around in my mouth instead of just saying 877-973-7425. Let's go to Eric on the phones. Welcome. Hey, Eric. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, hopefully you let me get through this. Number one, I just want to make a statement. Uh I'm in my mid-50s, and I think Joe Biden 
administration is probably the weakest, most undecisive uh, administration I've ever seen in my life. But you were a uh, kid you know, during the Carter administration. <laughs> well, yeah, I, and I'm from Georgia. And uh, so, uh, but my question was after my statement, and I hope I can get through this with you, is what are your thoughts on conscription in the draft? Because I think 75 countries in the world have conscription. And I wonder, you might laugh, but if we had a draft, my thoughts are it would bolster the military. It would reduce fentanyl deaths, I think, because you'd have these young people in the military, not on the streets, doing drugs. Second, you know, third would be re-education, patriotism, uh, versus like all of these colleges doing protests, uh, which would help out, weed out socialism. And then Joe Biden's student forgiveness loan. Uh, he served two years in the military. You know what? We'll pay for two years of your college. So what are your so, thoughts on that? Well, uh, you know, first of all, I, we, we do with, with colleges need to be mindful of the GI Bill. But um, also... I don't think it would do any good. First of all, I think if you reinstituted a draft and you made it mandatory for everyone, you'd be voted out of office. Uh, Most parents don't want their kids to go in. And right now, you know, it's a lot of conservative parents don't want their kids to go into the military because how woke and social justice oriented so much of it has gotten. You know, there's a, a meme going around social media right now that the Army is back to putting uh, big white kids in the in the recruiting ads, which means we must be getting ready for a war. Uh, the nerdy little kids with laptops, they've taken those commercials down. The other issue is uh, even when we've had drafts in this country, there have been exceptions to the draft. And it was always uh, the rich people whose kids are marching for Hamas that were able to weasel their ways out of the dra- weasel their way out of the draft. Uh, disproportionately, it was it was blue collar workers and and their families who were roped up in the draft, and the Ivy League kids were able to get out of it, or they just moved to Canada to protest it. So you're not actually going to fix those social ills. I also don't know that you're going to fix the the drug problem and the addiction problems by putting people into the military. Um, the, the the data is dubious on that point. So I. I I don't think it would work, and I think that if they tried it, they'd be thrown out of office anyway. So it's it's more hypothetical than something that might happen. Now, I've got to talk about a story here, and it only dropped. Uh, it's, it's the downside of you, you put the show notes together, and then you, you actually miss a really big story. Um, but this one, in fairness, it dropped right as I was pressing send on the show notes. But this one's big. On October 12th, a few days after the attack on Israel, the Biden administration, and I'm looking for the audio to see if I have it, and I don't, it doesn't look like I I have the specific audio. But the Biden administration, on October, October 12th, denied Iran played any role in helping Hamas. They said there was no evidence of it. 
The Biden administration's denial that Iran played a role in the Hamas attack on October 12th came after a Wall Street Journal report showing there was uh, evidence and sources who documented Iranian collaboration with Hamas. And this administration came out very forcefully and said there's no evidence of that, none. You will also note that around that time, pressure was being brought to bear to restrain that $6 billion that would have been going to Iran, and the administration was dragging its feet on that. Well, now there's a report. It dropped right at noon. In the weeks leading up to Hamas's October 7th attack, according to the Wall Street Journal now, Hundreds of the Palestinian Islamist militant group's fighters receive specialized combat training in Iran, according to people familiar with intelligence related to the assault. Roughly 500 militants from Hamas and an allied group, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, participated in the exercises in September, which were led by officers of the Quds Force, the foreign operations arm of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. Senior Palestinian officials and Iranian Brigadier General Ismail Khani, the head of Quds Force, also attended. More than 1,400 people, mostly civilians, were killed October 7th by Hamas fighters who poured across the border from the Gaza Strip. Scores of others were kidnapped and taken back to Gaza, where they're being held hostage. Hamas attackers used aerial drones to disable Israeli observation posts and high-tech surveillance equipment. Some used paragliders to fly into Israel. Others rode on motorcycles, commonly used by Iranian paramilitary groups, but not by Hamas, until October 7th. U.S. officials said Iran has regularly trained militants in Iran and elsewhere, but they have no indications of a mass training right before the attack. U.S. officials and the people familiar with the intelligence said they had no information to suggest Iran conducted training specifically to prepare for the events of October 7th. On Wednesday, Israel's military offered some of its most blunt comments yet on Iran's role in aiding Hamas. Quote, before the war, Iran directly assisted Hamas with money, training, and weapons, and technological know-how. Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari, the military's chief spokesman, said, even now, Iran is helping Hamas with intelligence. The United States has said it has no evidence Iran directly was involved in planning or approving the October 7th attack. Those are some weasel words here. I need everyone to put on their big boy pants and understand what's going on here. The United States government run by Barack Obama and now by Joe Biden has been overwhelmingly sympathetic to Iran and had not just Iranian sympathizers, but potentially Iranian spies on the payroll. In fact, right now, an Iranian sympathizer is the chief of staff to the head of special operations in the United States Defense Department. That person still has her job despite the document leaks from Iran by Iranian opposition forces. This administration, like the well, like the Obama administration, has decided they wanted to think differently about the Middle East, and in so doing, they have emboldened our enemies and those who enable terrorism. This administration, like the Obama administration, is extremely arrogant, extremely know-it-all, and refuses to process information, look at the information, and change its mind. Now, we're told all the time that when Republicans take in information and can't change their mind, they're dogmatic fundamentalists. 
this administration is full of dogmatic fundamentalists who can see what happened in Israel, see Iranian uh, militants, the Houthi of Yemen, firing missiles towards Israel. American soldiers have come under attack from Iranian militants. More than two dozen American soldiers were wounded in the past two weeks. This administration tried to keep it quiet until they couldn't. Those soldiers, some of whom are starting to come home, they had to do it because families are going to go to cameras and say, my son was attacked by Iranians. And so only now is the administration willing to bring this stuff up. But this administration has decided it's all about the vibes, the memes, and the good thoughts. Here's the reality. Iran has wanted to kill Americans since 1979. When I was a child, Iranian-backed Hezbollah guerrillas tried to blow up my school and kill me and everyone in my school. They were not successful, thankfully. For years, academics in the United States and members of our State Department believed Iran would not work with a group like Hamas because Hezbollah and Iranians are Shiite and Hamas is Sunni. But the fact of the matter is they're all Islamic terrorists who want to kill Jews and Americans, and despite their theological differences, they've been, over, they've been able to overcome them so they can kill us. And this administration is filled with a bunch of sympathizers of Iran who are undoubtedly blocking information and leaking information to Iran and have jeopardized our national security. And yet this administration and Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, and Joe Biden, the President of the United States, would rather continue on a course towards normalization of ties with Iran and uh, rehabilitation of Iran while giving Iran lots of money that Iran can use to fund terrorists because this administration is convinced that if we're just nice to them, they'll be nice to us. The people who unironically put coexist and tolerance bumper stickers on their cars are now in charge of foreign policy for this country, and they're going to get a lot more people killed. 1,400 Israelis are dead because the Biden administration decided to enable, embolden, and fund Iran, and Iran used the money to fund Hamas. Anthony Blinken himself and John Kirby, the White House spokesman for National Security Affairs, have both said Iran always funds terrorism. And guess what happens when you allow Iran $80 billion in oil sales? What do you think they're going to do with the money? You evil idiots. And you are evil idiots because you've collaborated with the evil of Iran and convinced themselves and yourselves if you just think positive thoughts and show them good vibes, they'll turn from their evil ways. No, you are a foot soldier in the army of evil by funding the Iranians. You idiots in the Biden administration. You people have blood on your hands. 1,400 plus Israelis and over 200 hostages because you decided, you Joe Biden, you Anthony Blinken, you decided to allow Iran $80 billion in oil sales to China that you could have easily blocked, but you didn't want to block them because you didn't want to pump oil in this country because you are scared of the green agenda environmentalists and you would rather kowtow to them and China than protect American national defense and its allies. 
people are dead because Joe Biden was afraid Greta Thunberg would scowl at him. So he decided to fund Iran and Iranian terrorists and Iranian military operations through the use of oil. The Biden administration has blood on its hands for what happened. And to this day, they deny Iran played a role because they don't want to change course on Iran because they are dogmatic fundamentalists who are unable to process new information and realize they made a mistake because the height of the arrogance of this administration, like so many in Washington, D.C., is they can never admit they were wrong, will never admit they were wrong, and will continue down the same path of wrongness till more people are dead. And now they've got an unsecured border and they're warning Hezbollah and Hamas may be coming across the border. How many more 9-11s does this country need before it gets a clue? You cannot be nice to those who fund terrorism. You cannot collaborate with them and you sure as hell can't fund them. But that's what this administration has chosen to do. You can see it all coming. And you know what's going to happen. If Joe Biden loses next year, and in 2025 there's a terror attack in this country, the Democrats, they'll blame the Republican who's in the White House instead of realizing it was all Joe Biden's fault. Now, let's clear the air with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm because it actually does clean the air. It eliminates bad odors, the sulfurous odors of local Hamas supporters, among other things. It eliminates pet odors, litter box odors, smoke odors, kitchen odors, musty odors. It also cleans the air, gets rid of the pollen and the dust. You can just wipe it out. It's got electrostatic plates, so you don't have to get a filter subscription with it. It just works. You get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200 at EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. You go to EdenPureDeals.com. You put in ERIC on the front page. It'll take you straight to the deal, so you get three of them. You have one for upstairs, one for downstairs, one for your basement, maybe one for your attic, one for your RV, one for your travel bag. You can hold them in your hand, and I travel with mine. I can't tell you the number of times I've gone to visit my parents in Louisiana, and the rental car is one where you can smell the smoke before you get to it. And I can use the USB cord, plug up the Eden Pure Thunderstorm in the car, step away for a little bit, and it wipes out those odors. Same with hotel rooms. It just works. Get three of them, less than $200. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. If you wish to be on the program, this hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. They are in Noonan, Georgia, but don't let that deter you. If you're from Los Angeles or New York City, New York City, they can help you too. If you're buying a building, build a building, buying a franchise, expanding a franchise, buying on a business partner, deals like that. Banks give you the runaround. Well, my friends, you just reach out to First Liberty. FirstLibertyGA.com. FirstLibertyGA.com. Tell them I sent you. Now, well, I need to talk about Gavin Newsom for just a minute. He's a bit of a nuisance, Gavin Newsom. Um, Gavin Newsom has gone to China. Here's a little bit of the audio. Did you get a sense from him that this relationship is hurtling towards even a hot war in the next few years over Taiwan or whatever it might be? Or, or what sense did you get from him of a relationship that he wants to have with America going forward? And the fact that we had access to these high-level meetings, I'll be meeting with five provincial governors tomorrow, another extension of this visit, I think is suggestive uh, that we're, in, we're, we're entering, I hope, a new phase 
bit of a thawing. The last few years have been very stressful. I think it goes to your question. Um, and we've got to turn down the heat. We've got to manage our strategic differences. We've got to reconcile our strategic red lines. Those are well established between our two countries. Uh, but I want to applaud the Biden administration. And on the basis of the engagement I had today uh, with members of the Xi administration, uh, President Xi himself, um, I want to applaud his willingness to reconcile those differences, people to people exchange. The fact he's meeting with a governor of of California at the subnational level, I think is indicative of a thigh. Um, really? You idiot? You really believe this? I, I, I got to tell you, this is willful naivete on his part. By the way, you should note as well that you, for all these progressives marching in the streets claiming that Israel is an occupation force, China literally wants to be an occupier of foreign lands and is literally running concentration camps where they're ethnically cleansing minority Muslim and Christian populations in their country. And Gavin Newsom thinks there could be a thought. This is the same level of idiocy that the Biden administration got itself into with Iran. He's just trying to turn us into a vassal state. And the unspoken part here is that Gavin Newsom thinks China is on the rise, far be it for him to stand in their way. After all, I mean, they get their trains to run on time, and it'd be good for the environment if China was in charge, and he's perfectly happy to be a vassal state of China. I mean, that is a, a, the unstated policy at this point of the Democratic Party is that we need to just move aside and let China rule the roost instead of trying to fight them. Uh, they don't think we can. They don't think we should. They kind of like China because the Chinese, they're communists. You know, I mean, that's just one step removed from socialism, so it would be a good thing. And they figured out how to make markets work in China with the invisible hand of government. Absolute insanity and naivete from Gavin Newsom. That man wants to be president so bad. He's got to be stopped. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.